This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Justin Trudeau, I think he's coming up to almost six months as our prime minister. Where does the time go? His first weeks in office, you will remember, were filled with jetting around the world. What he had the Paris Climate Conference, the G20 Summit. He was the first Canadian prime minister to be invited to a U.S. state dinner in almost 20 years. Heard a lot about that. He definitely got off on the right foot for international relations. But where does he go from here? When does all the show get replaced with substance? Because international trade, international relationships is very important to any government. And that's why I want to bring in my guest this half hour, Colin Robertson. He is the former diplomat, vice president and fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs. He joins us today. Hello, Mr. Robertson. Good afternoon, Angela. I was saying that Prime Minister Trudeau, his first few weeks in office, he was hardly in this country because he was so busy going to some fairly important conferences, whether it had been the G20 or the Paris climate change. How important was that to actually have his presence on the world stage so quickly after he was elected? Well, the the events weren't going to change just because of the election. Yeah. So that if Canada wanted to be there, he had to go. Uh, I think it was very important because the the world was interested in this new leader. He's very photogenic, very telegenic, and more so than previous elections, there was an interest in uh, Justin Trudeau, in part because of the family name, but obviously in part because of the personality. And so this this was his debut on the international stage. And uh, a bit of a high wire act because he would get more attention than normally would a leader simply because of the uh, of, of who he was, and the reports from foreign chanceries of ambassadors for the countries that with whom either hosted or who he may met with all reported that he performed well. He listened. Yeah, he when he made interventions. They were sensible. He didn't try to steal the stage, but obviously because of. His, his looks and things, he got a fair bit of tension, which we saw back here in Canada. And you almost wonder if it was, yeah, there was a lot of attention. So then there was an opportunity for him to either knock it out of the ballpark or look really bad. So you, you think that he managed to pull it off in those first major conferences as a prime minister? Well, certainly the uh, the international media liked him. If you remember when he was at the APEC conference, they described he and the president of Mexico as the two Asian quote, hotties. And at the, but importantly, and at the Paris uh, Climate Conference, Canada was seen and described by American diplomats I've talked to as being very helpful in the tense end game because there was no guarantee that at Paris they were going to reach an agreement. Uh, they certainly haven't hadn't years before in uh, Copenhagen or at previous COP conferences, but they, there was a lot of pressure on them to, to do so at this one. And in contrast to Stephen Harper, who, who didn't take the same interest, uh, the Trudeau team really pulled in and the Americans and, and others commented how helpful the Canadians were. So that reflected well, I think, on Canada. Colin, it's one thing to have a hottie as a prime minister, but it's another thing that you want a prime minister who is more than just show, has some substance. Do you think within this first six months, we've had an opportunity to see our prime minister build some strong relationships, especially when we look globally? 
yes. I mean, obviously, relationships, as his predecessors has learned, have learned, take time. By both his father, when he first came to power, uh, Brian Mulroney, uh, Jean Chrétien was different. He'd been in for quite a while, so he had a lot of relationships when he'd been finance minister and had just had been in Parliament and held senior ministerial office for 20 years. But I think with Trudeau, it, these these relationships will take time to develop. But one relationship, which certainly appears to, and again, behind-the-scenes diplomats tell me has worked, is the relationship, and I would argue the most important relationship for any Canadian Prime Minister, is that with the President of the United States. And as we saw, saw with the state dinner, uh, Barack Obama clearly likes Justin Trudeau, and I think sees in him somebody who will carry on the mission, particularly around climate. But there are other issues on which they share uh, a mutual approach. So in that sense, to answer your question, yes, I think that already he has generated some positive uh, relationships which will be helpful to Canada. Because ultimately, all these relationships, the whole point of them is, do you serve the Canadian interest? Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, though, with his relationship with Obama, would some people, though, say, well, what can he really accomplish? Obama is leaving in, well, January by the time the whole thing goes on. But, you know, sometimes you're seen as a lame duck president in that final year of your term. So how important is that relationship if the Trudeau government should really be looking at who's going to be succeeding Obama? Well, no, it's a very good question, and I think I would respond that in these these, these coming months, uh, what we've already seen, even before the, the uh, state dinner took place, the U.S. administration, once President Obama made the invitation to Prime Minister Trudeau in December that he, to come to Washington, within the United States, they took a hard look at the Canadian relationship. And they, they do this around major state dinners. They hadn't looked at the Canadian relationship, seri- I think in a truly serious sense, since President Obama had come to Canada just after he was elected mm-hmm. in February 2009. So you had this long look at Canada and uh, with the president basically saying, I'd like to do what I can to be helpful. And so we're seeing, I think, in the, in the, in the short term, we're going to see positive results around getting Canadian goods and people across the border. That's always our ask. This is the biggest market. The American economy is recovering. For Canada's economy to recover, we need to get uh, our goods and people across the border. And there have been problems. Uh, And there's, for example, legislation on preclearance has now been introduced in Congress. And the president's pushing towards that. The idea of having a couple more airports in Canada where there will be American uh, customs agents to clear people through at Billy Bishop in Toronto and in Quebec, the Rocky Mountaineer, for example, the rail out in uh, Vancouver. This will move through. And this doesn't happen unless a president is, in a sense, the administration who is preoccupied says, I want this to go. So uh, those are those are some examples. Uh, the the good work that Mr. Harper had done in terms of beyond the border and regulatory cooperation, Mr. Trudeau picked right up because, again, this serves the Canadian interest and uh, President Obama said, yes, let's try and make progress on these things. So that serves Canada, and I don't think that would have happened but for this relationship between the president and the prime minister. So then how important is it that another Democrat get elected to continue that good relationship? Well, that's, uh, again, that's going to be, uh, we're not sure how that will all turn out, yeah. uh, whether it's, we, the, the primary process is not complete 
what what is important from Canada's perspective in this primary process is that protectionism, both from the left and the Democratic Party, particularly uh, Bernie Sanders, and to some degree Hillary Clinton, who, when she was Secretary of State, favored the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which effectively updates the North American Free Trade Agreement, which uh, is the kind of bedrock for Canada's relationship with the United States, but also with Mexico. The, there's a lot of big question as to whether that's going to get through the American Congress. One of the things Mr. Trudeau did when he was down in Washington for the summit with the president was take a number of his cabinet ministers up to Congress to see the congressional leadership, both Democrat and Republican, and sort of make the case for Canada. And he'll have to keep doing that in the coming months because Congress is a separate part of the American government, and that's where a lot of our problems come from, is out of the American Congress. Now I want to pick your brain about China. Because obviously we're already seeing some signs that uh, Justin Trudeau is trying to build relationships there. But it's kind of tricky territory because Canadians, I don't know how much of a relationship we want with China. Definitely economic, but we quickly point to things such as their human rights record, um, their well, real estate in Vancouver, even in Alberta with the energy involvement with uh, the Chinese government. So how does the Trudeau government move forward with that relationship? Well, as you say, China's the one of the big markets in Asia, Japan, others. That's why the Trans-Pacific Partnership is important. But the relationship with China is also one that I think that the, even the Harper government had launched uh, but hadn't followed through with the efforts to try and create a, a, a closer economic relationship that they they had agreed. Uh, Prime Minister Harper had agreed a couple of years ago to take a look at certain sectors and also agreed to look at a, a maritime, secure maritime uh, energy corridor. Uh, the Chinese are particularly interested, as you point out, in our energy, but also in agri-food. But to do so, we've got to make sure we can get the, our goods to market, and that means pipelines, potentially LNG terminals, certainly on the West Coast, but potentially also on the East Coast. So I think that all fits into what Canada has to do to prepare before we sit down with China. We know what the Chinese want, but what is it we want from the Chinese? Again, we're concerned about some of their state-owned enterprises and their behavior. We're concerned about things like cyber theft and, as you pointed out, on human rights. So I think that requires a lot of thinking on the Canadian side before we sit down and enter into formal negotiations. But I think we can probably work that out, and it does serve our interest, because if we can find markets in China, that serves uh, that will put uh, bread on the table in, uh, in Canada. And maybe that's the way we can wrap this up, because in the end, no matter how our prime minister looks on the world stage, we've got to take it back to what it means to Canadians and the benefits Canadians will see with any of these deals or any of these relationships. That's exactly right. I think we've got to, first of all, get our own house in order, and that includes major infrastructure projects. And these aren't partisan issues. This is something Prime Minister Harper, Prime Minister Kretschia, Prime Minister Mulroney in the previous Prime Minister Trudeau wanted to do, and that, but we need to do and be ready uh, because that's what serves Canadian interests. Colin, I sure appreciate your insight on this. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Colin Robertson, he is a former diplomat and vice president, fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.